Sorry, uh, it's been a while. Um, welcome to Ghoul Talk. I am Daniel, and with me, as always, Lindsay. Hey. 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 Tis the season. Stop jingling oh, those bells God. and grab the mic. Come on. Everybody's, I'm here. I'm everybody's here. waiting for you. Sorry, had to put them down. Oof, you know, yeah, yeah, those you know are how heavy. I like to keep those going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you got the 20 pounders, but they sure, yeah. sure do make a nice you jingle know, noise. Uh, yeah. It does sound good. Did you? Were you ever in bell choir as a kid? I was in the glee club in elementary Ooh. school for a few okay. years. I got to do a solo on Away mm. in a Manger, which oh was pretty God. tight, like in fourth grade, maybe? Oh, you what? know, when I was in fourth what? grade, I used to cry to Away in a Manger. It made ah. me really, like... There's, my family still makes fun of me for it. Okay. Like, I would, like, <laughs> sob. <laughs> Not wow. because I was, like... You know, thinking about Jesus, it was <laughs> the mu- the music moved me. Yeah, know? no, I get it. I uh, I still really like. Um, I probably talked about it on the podcast before, but you know, my my Christmas playlist is mostly like slappers. You know, some real bangers. Mm-hmm. But That's right. uh, yeah, I've got uh, one like sort of religious downer of a song on there, which is uh, from my later choir singing when I was in high school and college. I sung at the. 430 mass on Sunday. Well, like the first year of college. Um, wow. And then when I, did I like, didn't have to go to church. I mean, it was it was something to do, you know. Sure. When I had to go yeah. to church. Everybody thinks a choir when hey, you know, man, something to do. I like so. to think we were pretty decent, but we weren't. Um, mm. That's why we mm. sung on the Saturday mm. afternoon mass instead of the premiere, <laughs> the 930 Sunday. They, yeah. they, were, the, oh, yeah. they were the goods. Prime time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But we were okay, and we had a really good arrangement of. I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Silent Night, Holy yes. Night. I don't know. Is that ringing a bell? Yeah, <laughs> somewhere, somewhere back there, you know. Mm, well, so you might even Catholic say brain. somewhere in your memory, John Williams, Home Alone. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's a, that. Oh boy, that's yeah. A everybody knows the track names. That that's is right. a tear jerker. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, but, but so Silent Night. I have some, you know dickweed uh wrote a like some religious composer wrote a Mm -hmm. uh, companion song that can be sung separately but that goes really well if you sing it on top of silent night Uh, so what we would do is the it's called night of silence and it's just got these (laughs) it's got these really evocative lyrics yeah i know (laughs) it's like it's like when bobby boris pickett did all those uh uh like knocked off himself and did all those monster mash knockoffs like uh monsters christmas or whatever and all that shit he did uh, anyway oh, i didn't know but now i want to look that up yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny yeah. <laughs> but um so yeah it, it's just really pretty and it's got this evocative language about like oh the people are cold and they're waiting for this and there's this line about frozen in the snow lie roses sleeping flowers that hmm. will echo the the sun's rise or something like that you know, like the whole 
lyrics mm-hmm. of that song are about like winter and how it's cold and everything's dead, but you just have this hope. You're waiting for spring. It's you know, it's it's very Christian uh, yeah. if you think about it. But it, it's also just kind of like pretty and and mm-hmm. the like the lower voices would do uh, would do that on top of the higher voices doing Silent Night, and it was just you know like you'd be staggered by one measure. Um, Anyway, it was really yeah, nice. Cool. I, I've yet to find yeah. a recording of that arrangement, but I have mm. some that are close that are on my playlist, and I've just talked mm. about it for 14 minutes. So <laughs> let's talk about <laughs> something else. Um, no, I like, you know what? I like religious holiday music, too, and really? I'm not religious anymore, but something about it, you know? Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Pretty music. Yeah. Except for Away in a Manger. Fuck that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song. Yeah. I don't need to cry. Yeah. Need to cry. Well, you yeah. should check it out. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send this to you, man. And cool. one day, one day, I'll use my brilliant recording engineer skills to just choir myself and do yes. multiple tracks and do my own arrangement of Night of Silence. Silence yes. Night. And do uh, it. That'll do be one how of those things on Instagram where it's just you in my ego. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Oh my god. I'm so glad you do brought it, it up. Um, it. This is a total aside, but thank God that's what we do at the beginning of the show. Yeah, um, people I love it. recently found out about a podcast called Punch Up the Jams, mm-hmm. uh, which is funny. I don't know if you know, um, and I can't say his last name, but his first name is Demi. He does the Gilmore Guys podcast, and he's a writer for uh, like The Good Place and some other shows. He's very oh, funny. I love The Good Place. The he Good Place is great. It's very funny. He made that video uh, that he posted on September 24th of like a couple years ago where he took the song September and just... That's all they say is 24th yeah. night of September. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, no, but that sounds It's great. very funny. He's very okay. funny, and his co-host is very funny. I know less about her, but her name is Miel, uh, M-I-E-L. And they have this show where they take songs that are good or sometimes just objectively bad, and they uh, will kind of go through them bit by bit, break them down, like a comedy mm. version of Song Exploder. And then mm-hmm. at the end, they'll do their their punch up of a song, so they'll try to make it better in some way. Most of them are kind of like par- <laughs> like weird out parodies mm-hmm. of a of a song, oh, but they're but they're well, really good. Yes. Um, yeah. But they oh my god, why did I start talking about that? Um, I, now I can't remember what got me on that. Topic. <laughs> you said something <laughs> that I was like, well? oh oh. So Miel, well the co host, uh, has a great Carol of the Bells that lines up with this this like filthy hip hop song. And it's like slob on my knob, corn on the cob. And it's it's beautiful, like the way that it's yeah. done. So it, it starts with one of her and then it, the, a second yeah. part comes in and it splits to like two screens and then a third part and then a fourth part. And they're all, <laughs> it's just, it's very oh. well done. It's on Twitter. Yeah. I'll send okay, it to you. I check that out. That's it's funny. very funny. Yes, please do. That uh, sounds funny. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you would maybe like the show. I don't know. I, I, it's, it's, it reminds me and I, this is going to sound uh, like I'm very conceited, but I feel like their banter reminds mm. me of our podcast. And they oh, go sure. off on fun <laughs> tangents. Um, you know, yeah. they're both they're oh, both yeah. like professional comedians, so like they're a little less funny than us, but um, you know, yeah, pretty course. good, pretty yeah. good. It's not you know, it's not natural. They're like doing it for money, not doing it for the right the art. Right. You yeah, know? they have like a just kidding. I'm Patreon sure great. now. You know, so. I love the good place. So you got me yeah, there. Yeah, cool. he's, he's yeah. He's he's really funny, and they're he's yeah. like surprisingly young. I mean, they're both younger than mm-hmm. us, but he's like 25 or something. It makes me feel really bad about God. myself. Um, but yeah, they're Ugh. great. Check that out. Um, mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, we'll yeah. do. You got yeah, any uh, pre? You know. Juicy content stuff. Oof. Catching up. You know? 
I mean, we uh, haven't spoken you know, since October I don't, 31st. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a whole lot, but I will say I, uh, I've been really digging this Bengal spice tea, you know, mm. just still like, haven't I had it. I think. Really? Yes, yes I've had I every that. other celestial seasoning. Oh my all god! Of their Why are you avoiding it? I, I it's just so good. There's no space in the tea cabinet. But <laughs> I mean, it is. It's a bold flavor, mm. but it's herbal. Yeah, yeah. I don't get time for that. So shit. it's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it used to be it used to be more into herbal. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, right? I still am. <laughs> I still am. Although I'm, I am drinking in a cup of black ways. tea right now. But I've Ooh, decided. Black tea. How are you going to sleep? Oh. Honey, please. <laughs> don't, <laughs> <have> worry. <laughs> don't worry. Don't <laughs> worry. I'll probably fall asleep I have two on my sick kids right now. Yeah. yeah, I hear you. Okay. But I'm um, I'm drinking uh, Comfort and Joy, I believe it's called. It's a Republic mm-hmm. of Tea, which I think I raved about last year because that was the first mm-hmm. year I discovered it. Um, yeah. And I yeah. realized this year, uh, after going to uh, my wife's uh, holiday work holiday party. that uh yeah it was real tight she works for like a company that has like they rented out like a hotel it's real cool Um, oh shit okay i mean yeah it was like at this like waterfront hotel in annapolis it was super nice um and it's like part-time and she just started and we just got to go to the party she could quit and like nice that that would be like such a good like con you know they're just like Mm -hmm. take Mm part-time jobs in the winter to get to to go to holiday parties and then quit hell yeah (laughs) never work yes um but they had uh, constant comment that Bigelow tea there, so I had mm. like a couple of cups of tea at that part. I was getting pretty wild, Ooh, and shit. Uh, I was the only one drinking tea. <laughs> <laughs> a few people I had coffee, had but no D&D. one else. Oh yeah, Just kidding. Um, yeah, it was you. <laughs> I think <laughs> that this tea is the same as that, and I think Rep- I don't want to put Republic of Tea on blast, but mm. just to spill a little tea. I, <laughs> I I'm gonna do a blind taste test, and I'll, I'll th- that'll be an update for a future episode. Oh, so, cool! Yeah, please. God, our yes. listenership is gonna shoot up uh-huh. with that teaser well, hanging out. I had there. to tell you, I laughed out loud when we were talking about the tea that you ordered for this this season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you were like, you asked me if I got the collector's too, <laughs> and I hadn't ordered collectors any of tins. the tea. <laughs> Well, I didn't order. Just... I've just been picking up the Celestial Seasonings at Wegmans, and all of them have come with these little collectible tins, and it's just oh. lovely. I did well, order The way Republic you talked to me was like, I bought as much tea as you do, <laughs> well, I really don't. Yeah. Um, which I felt like, oh, no, does he think that I've conned him into being my friend by yeah. pretending that I drink as much tea it's as over. you do? I liked talking about it. I think it's interesting, but, you know. Yeah, we yeah. don't drink tea fast enough to have a bunch of different kinds. So we really kind of stick to Bengal Spice, Sleepy Time, and mm. PG Tips. You, you know, know, I've never had the Sleepy Time by Celestial Seasonings either. It's good. It, it's it, good. What What's yeah. in there? Is it like chamomile lavender? Is it proprietary? Um, I'd, you know, I'd have to look at the box, and uh, I'm not in that room. But fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I want to say it's like chamomile is the forward the flavor. Base, yeah, sure. And I think... There's mint in it, oh, and um, I'm into that. I want to say sounds like it's good for I want to say lemongrass, but I might have that. <gasps> <one>. <laughs> I oh, don't know oh, for I sure. Lemon. I had a black tea with lemongrass once, and it is Ooh. very hard to find. Uh, I think I, bet. I think it came from Uganda. Um, one of my coworkers at my last job had some, and man, that was good. Um, I mean, yeah. it's a weird flavor. Some might mm-hmm. say, but I it love is lemongrass, very good though. with black tea. I've had yeah, it in in green tea before, 
and that's fine mm-hmm. too. But mm-hmm. they're, oh man. But yeah, I gotta say, Celestial Seasonings, big shout out, sponsor us. Um, probably uh, yeah, anytime. I, they're Please. like my top brand right now. I was really into the Republic of Tea uh, mm-hmm. holiday, like seasonal teas last year, and I still am. I'm drinking them like every day. But the mm-hmm. but Celestial Seasonings, like they're just a little less pretentious, I think. I think they have yeah. like less of a reputation than they used to. I think they're they're kind of like oh you roll your eyes and it's like oh that's like the ten year old box of tea that my grandma has in her cupboard that she always mm-hmm. offers me when I come over and I always say no. They make really good stuff and I really want to go do. to their tea factory and me too. I, I, they that is they, like uh, my Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. <laughs> like well I tell you what we went once so we didn't go there. My brother lives in Boulder and right, my family right. we were all out there visiting them and my sister and brother-in-law and their kids were staying a little bit longer. And so then I was, and my brother-in-law really wanted to go there. So he took one of the kids to the celestial seasoning. Oh man. What a, what a factory. And he how, said how the mint room kid? was totally crazy. Yeah. Like the I mint believe room it, just man. blew his mind. Their peppermint uh, tea is like, oh, if I so had good. to pick two teas, it would be yeah. Yorkshire red and mm. their peppermint tea. And that's all I would I have. Mean, Desert Island. It's it's so good. Yeah. Desert Island teas. So I just looked up celestial seasoning, sleepy time. I, I feel Thank really God. good about myself. Chamomile, cool uh-huh. spearmint, and fresh lemongrass. Oh, damn. Lemongrass so I was good. I was correct. Oh, and actually, the full ingredients, chamomile, spearmint, lemongrass, lemongrass, tilia flowers, blackberry leaves, orange blossoms, hawthorn, and rosebuds. Whoa. Potpourri for your mug, baby. Uh-huh. Ooh, and then there's also one called Sleepy Time Extra, which probably just has melatonin crumbled I, into it. Or yeah, something. it's got something in it. I saw that at uh, Target Express yesterday, and that's what made me think about Sleepy Time Tea. And I was like, oh, I've never had it. I should buy a box. And then I was like, I don't have room for that right now. Um, I need to drink <laughs> yeah, all of these holiday of the extra. teas. Ooh, they add valerian. Ooh. I've never taken valerian as a Neither sleep aid, but I. I've heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds Girl, like a witchy. Game of Thrones thing. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that shit's real good. I would say to everyone out there, if you're in the grocery store and you see the cranberry vanilla uh, seasonal tea from Celestial Seasonings, <laughs> pick up a box. You won't regret it. That's the DT guarantee on tea uh, for this, <laughs> this one's episode. I don't know why they haven't sponsored us yet. I know. I Probably I, because we've I, never reached out to them. I feel like I should be their historian or something you know what i mean like there's got to be some Mm -hmm. (laughs) job for me there why don't you write a book about Um, the history of buddy i'm not that smart that's that's i am (laughs) too lazy and too stupid um other than that you should write your own history of celestial seasonings as a company (laughs) and give it to them there you go folks i wrote you a spec history book yeah yeah, that's right. That's how people get, get it jobs, off right? of all of their tea boxes, you know, mm-hmm. just collect all of the flavors and write it from that. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Flame dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Well, we yeah. have really this is this is going to be yeah. a good up because yeah. we spent be a long one. <laughs> 45 minutes talking about. Oh, my God. Oh, absolute my God. Bullshit. But I think people expect that. You know, I don't want to let Let's people hope down so. on this very special yeah. holiday episode. Should we give them a yeah. taste of why we're here? Or I, I oh, guess I should. Sure. Should we play the theme first? I don't know. Or should we? How do we do this? We'll give I them a preview that. and okay, then okay, we'll okay, play okay, the okay, theme okay, and then okay, we'll okay. get into the meat of it. Thank so, God you're here. Yeah. yeah oh, my God. Right. Um, so in Christmas's past or holidays past, really, we, we've we been I think this will be our third episode. Of and this in our first one, we were exploring the intersection between scary stories and 
like Yuletide holidays, right? Mm-hmm. So in episode six, if you want to go back and listen to that, we kind of did. It was probably super boring. I haven't had the heart to listen to it again. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I mean, it was me going through um, history of like the Victorian history of scary stories on Christmas Eve, like that tradition and it coming out of a Christmas Carol. I think that was like, I think the era we looked at was like 1837 to 1901. Mm. And there were a series of really great guardian articles about that. So we talked a bit about that. Um, and then following that concept of, uh, you know, reading scary stories on Christmas Eve in that interesting intersection, then on episode 31, which is our 2017 uh, holiday episode, which I think we're on episode like 38 right now. So we really this we didn't do so hot 42, in 2018. Baby. What? 42. Yeah, right. Yeah. Say what? 42. 42. Oh, okay. So we've done more than I thought. That's good. Uh, yeah. Almost one a month average. Okay. Um. Anyway, that one, we read you some scary stories. Um, they were, I think they were Victorian of that era, maybe sure. a little bit after yeah. of that era. Yeah. Um. So for this holiday, we thought we, instead of reviewing movies, because, you know, we're scholars, we're historians, we read, we thought we'd uh, discuss some of our favorite scary stories that you, our thousands of listeners, could read holidays to scare your children, scare your partners, or scare yourselves. Yeah, maybe you know? uh, if we get our asses together, uh, we, I, I can tweet out some links, too, so you can Ooh. get them, you know. Sweet, yeah. Um, because this episode, if you if you uh, look at your calendars, you'll notice that today is December 21st, um, if you're listening to it the day it comes out, and Which that you is should, the first day of Yule. So happy Ooh. Yule, everyone. Happy Solstice. Happy Yule. Um. And that's, that's, you know, that's what this is all about, you know? Mm-hmm. Getting in that spirit. Getting into spirits. Yeah. Because Yule, uh, this goes back to the ancient Germanic people. And uh, mm. they, uh, they were doing this shit way back when, before Christianity. And uh, they celebrated Yule. And that's where all this comes from. Because uh, it was the darkest day of the year. So it was sort of intuitive to them that, that was a good time for the living and the dead to be much closer than they normally would be. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's kind of an interesting little tidbit Mm -hmm. for you guys. Love it. Yeah. Love that. I always like talking about the veil, you know, the veil between Mm -hmm. the living and the dead. I like that kind of like Mm -hmm. that kind Mm -hmm. of talk. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I also like when we were talking about it in the green room that these ancient people had, uh, you know, thought about when the veil is the thinnest at the beginning of when it starts to get dark, you know, longer. And then Samhain, maybe. They just like, yeah, and Samhain and Yule, and it's like, okay, and again. What is Halloween near? Like, what's the start of fall? Is it an equinox? Is that what that's called? Yeah, isn't it? The fall equinox? I think so, yeah. Autumnal equinox. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's right. But I just love it that they're both like these kind of creepy... life and death connective Fuck yeah. holidays yeah celebrations feasts whatever um yeah, yeah man uh, early yes. early humans were metal as fuck i mean let's, <laughs> that's right it's pretty fucking cool that's right that's right. yeah it's totally cool well i mean it's so smart and creative and interesting too just like have you ever thought about what you would be like 
if you had no guidance for this kind of stuff and you were just like, oh, darker, longer. Okay. That's you know, scary. You connect. Yeah, I'm yeah. scared. I don't like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I mean, it's just, it's so interesting to me how these things formed. But, you know, I have little to no knowledge of them because I haven't read up on it. So, you know, it's cool. It's, it's cool to wing it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know? For sure. Yeah. But oh. I like that tidbit. That's cool. And as you another will. quick aside, another tidbit mm-hmm. that I stumbled upon uh, mm-hmm. through a PBS Kids show that my daughter was watching <laughs> very yeah, your informative daughter was watching sure uh-huh. yeah hey man i'm into it now hey. that's a good show uh it's sure. called luna or something i don't know the animation mm. reminds me of ren and stimpy and uh oh uh what's her name uh oh my god judy greer is the voice of the titular oh. luna anyway mm-hmm. luna tipped me off to uh something that seems to be a great uh at the center of a couple of uh fuck anyway <laughs> I can't think what those okay. things are called. You know what I'm talking about? Like the two circles and they come together. I'm real Venn tired. diagram? Yeah, yeah. I need more, yeah. more tea. Um, Chug it. Have you ever heard of La Bufana? No. The Italian like Christmas witch? Ooh. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I like her already. I mean, yeah. come on. Come on. That mm-hmm. is like exactly what we're talking about tonight. Yes. She's spooky. Yep. Halloween. But it's also Christmas. She actually comes mm-hmm. on the Epiphany, I think. Which Ooh. is where the name they it's psyched you out. You know, you thought you'd get through it, but surprise, yeah. bitch, I'm here. Yeah. It's an epiphany. She yeah. comes flying on a broom. And she'll sweep up your house, leave you some presents. Sounds oh, nice. Oh, she's she's nice. Yeah. Okay. You're you're part Italian, right? Yeah. Yeah, me too, man. Thanks for remembering. I know you How are. You doing, yeah. Paisan? How you doing? Yeah, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. Meatballs. Hey, Um Cool. Well, that's cool. You know, you know what? I think one of the things we did last year maybe was talk about Krampus too. Yeah. I feel like we baby. went into Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you guys should tell us when you listen to the stuff that yeah. we did and can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm getting old, you know. I just had a birthday and Where know. where are the super fans out there, you know? Where's our mm-hmm. where's our uh mm-hmm. Our Wikia page <laughs> for, for Yeah, right. That keeps track of all the canon of cool talk. I should ask my showbiz brother to um, to check that out. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah get that yeah. going for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, for anyone who, you know, just I'll plug my brother since I'm so bad at plugging our podcast. When sure. I, you know, get his career yeah, off. Can we off catch him in anything coming up? Jesus Christ. Yeah, uh, he is going to be on an episode of Sweet Bitter on Stars. And he doesn't know when yet. I've never heard of that. But if you guys watch it already, it's a it's a adaptation of like a pretty beloved young adult novel. Oh, okay. Ooh, but I, you know, I I'd then. heard of it because I have stars because I watch Outlander. Right, um, right. So for I'd the, heard of for it for the but... porn. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know why I'm here. Let's not let's not play around. Um, yeah, fourth season is interesting. Huh. I wonder. I should give you my login. You should watch it anyway. Oh yeah, sure. Uh, well, this <laughs> this is not an Outlander podcast anymore yeah but well. anyway so he's gonna be on sweet bitter and that um that show i think we talked about it maybe when he was on where he's gonna be the son of the inventor of coca-cola what it's yeah <laughs> i don't think we did it's on, it's on the history channel it's called like the show generally is called the food that built america and his episode is the one Coca-Cola. so he gets to wear a top hat he gets to be addicted to opium oh my I mean, god that, that's a thing to celebrate oh you know but, well yes yeah it's tight it's tight it's it's pretty cool oh, he man. has to use like a real one of those little skinny pipes and stuff yeah 
So stay tuned. I think there's some other stuff, but I need to check in with him. I forget. He, he just has so many auditions going on. It's like, I'm just not even really sure, you know? Wow. <laughs> what yeah. a dick. But I, I'm derailing this. We Too busy for us. Too busy our for stuff. Us. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. We'll see. He's such a big fan, you know? Oh. Stamp of endorsement from show business. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, tell yeah. him to, you know, you know, get us out there, make us famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He will. Yeah. You know, we can great, ride great, those great. coattails. Don't yeah, worry about just, it. <laughs> just gotta, we just yeah. got to keep cranking out one episode every six months to technically keep exactly it alive. Right. <laughs> exactly it right. That's, yeah. Man. So Apple won't access. We're good. But today well, we've got a good one. Got a good one brewing for y'all. Yeah. For all you I, people who love to read. I better drop that uh, drum fill so we can get to it, huh? Now let's do it. I love a good ghost story as much as the next fellow. And we're back. So we want to share some of our favorite scary stories and books and things for you all to read when you hopefully have a break off for the holidays. Uh, I am looking forward to the 10-day break I have coming up. Not to brag brag. or anything. (laughs) So we can share things, too, because I found a really weird stick before and... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, great. Yeah. Great. 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 Yeah. It's, it's a notable thing about podcasting <laughs> that people can see what you're talking about. So I'll upload a photo. Oh, sure. To yeah. Sure. 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 Yeah. I just figure for this one because we're going for you know the higher brow, the academic. Yeah. Not not movies, although of course, you know, films. Films you know, are, are a different story. <laughs> but just yeah, some good good scary stories that have spooked us. Yeah. Um, do you yeah. want to just like I share one, you share one, go back and forth kind of thing? Sure. And talk about it cuz I'm really curious if you've read the ones. I feel like I've talked to you about some of these I before. I doubt it, but... man. I haven't read anything. <laughs> so, I haven't even read <laughs> most of the ones that I'm talking about. So. No. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <laughs> well, it will not surprise you that for like the holiday season, it kind of really especially love uh period pieces mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. which i love all the time anyway For sure. yeah. but in the holiday you know to really get in the holiday spirit i love the uh, period pieces and it goes the same for scary stories for the most part these are uh kind of old-timey stories whether they were written yeah you know in the past or, or written about the past so simply set there yeah 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 so the Indeed. first one uh is turn of the screw okay which is an 1898 uh, novella by Henry James. So uh, we've just definitely like, talked about it before. Yeah, I, I know that classic. Title. Yeah, your classic kind of uh, late Victorian period British author. This uh, the story actually first appeared as a serial, which I thought was really interesting because it's a full full on novella. Oh, shit, marshmallows went... or no? <laughs> marshmallows totally yeah, for sure. always derailed that yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry always marshmallows don't worry about <laughs> it uh no but i mean marshmallows regardless you know you can like heat them up in the fire when you're reading the book over the holidays yeah. anyway huh, okay yeah it was weird because i when i looked when i looked it up just to kind of get a sense of when it was written and stuff it appeared in collier's from late january to mid-april 
So it was just like this full on thing. Damn. So it didn't come out over the holidays, but it's a good one to read over the holidays because it's a novella. So it's long enough to, to suck you in, but not too long that you can't finish it quickly. Um, but it's about a young governess who's hired at a country estate to care for two orphans whose like wealthy uncle adopted them after their parents died, but he doesn't want to care for them himself. So it's, it's like the mood is really scary and the, um, and creepy in the way they set it up because he doesn't want any contact with her. You know, he just wants her to take care of the kids. And there's a couple other people who work on the estate and the go at like when she starts work there, she starts to see the ghosts of the former governess and, um, the governess's lover, uh, who was like a, I think a yard worker or something. Anyway. So she starts to see these ghosts, I'm not going to tell the full thing. I just want to give you a quick synopsis. No spoilers, that, man. Um, yeah, but the governess, as she's seeing these ghosts, she starts to believe that the children are talking to the ghosts, and so she becomes kind of paranoid about it. Um, and it's the whole thing is just like anytime really there's good, kids interacting with ghosts, yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. <laughs> a, yes, and it's like they're yeah, like a really good low simmer scare. And mm-hmm. the end is the end of the the novella is one of the like classic endings in mm. in this type of literature mm. and it was actually yeah it, it has some themes in common and it was served as one of the inspirations for the others which uh, i thought you would be you'd be very it. interested in well that's mm-hmm. what i started thinking of when you started talking about kids and ghosts actually yeah yeah so immediately where yeah and it goes that's right it doesn't have a lot in common it's just that kind of the spookiness and the isolation is nicole the, the kidman children. in it that's yeah. All I need to yeah. know. Okay. Yeah. Good. She plays every part. Ooh, too. Yeah. tricky. I mean, she's one of the great thespians, you know, of all time. So mm-hmm. she could handle it. Yeah. But it's, it's very good. If you haven't read it, I think you would like it a lot. Did you know that uh, it's being turned into a TV show? The like, turn of the screw is? Yes. Currently. Two days oh. ago. Deadline, baby. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> it's okay. going to be on Freeform, and uh, mm. one of the producers that's working on it is... Michael Bay. Uh, it's Alexandria McNally and Josh Berman. Uh, okay. And one of the writers, I don't know. Uh, Who's but in anyway, it? someone uh, mm. that worked on Penny Dreadful is working on it. So Ooh, that's cool. Okay, that well, it'll be promising. good. Penny Dreadful is. I don't even good. think. I think it's like so early that. that like literally just started so get, my little uh, brother yeah, should get, audition get nathan in there a little boy <laughs> yeah. he's got to be that little boy hello or, daddy you know... <laughs> i'm not afraid of ghosts <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no and actually the the lover the guy ghost is uh, a little malevolent so that's just right up nathan's alley <laughs> alert him cool yeah well so that's my first one what what do you got well, I don't even know where to start, but I think I'm going to start with my modern one just to mix things up. Mm, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so, well, I was uh, so I, I wanted to, to do and, and the rest of mine, you'll you'll see this pattern. I was kind of like trying to find more seasonal ones like mm, winter mm-hmm. related yes, or Christmas yeah. related. This one is not that. Um, OK, but well, anyway. It's called House of Leaves. Uh, okay. It was published in 2000. Okay. Zero. Just 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> Twenty I, zero. Somebody, somebody told me to read this. Uh, a friend of mine, like a couple of years ago, it's been on mm-hmm. my Amazon wish list for probably like five years, mm-hmm. and that's how I found it. Because I was like, wait, what was that book called? I still haven't read it. It's supposed to be very good. Um, I, I can, I haven't read it still. Um, but it's like one of these books, it's got an unreliable narrator. Um, Ooh, I love that. The, Always love that. The character, it's like a, it, it starts as this first person narrative mm-hmm. and the main character, uh, works at a tattoo parlor. He's looking for a new apartment and, uh, he gets a tip to like go look at an apartment of some recently deceased old man who was blind, who lived in, in his friend's building. Uh, so he goes to that apartment, finds this manuscript that was written by the old dead man. And it's a documentary. It's a, it's like a, he's written about this documentary. Uh, and he, but they can't, it like they, they're not sure if the movie that he's writing about ever existed um, so it Whoa. starts to get real. it's supposed to be very, I don't know, like scary, but, uh, the writer has said it isn't like a, uh, horror movie. Like he, he claims mm-hmm. that it's, he's like, Oh no, it's not a horror, f- f- you know, or a movie. I said, <laughs> but <laughs> I read, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like, it's just, this, it's supposed to be really weird and kind of confusing and it, it takes you along um like it's this very winding kind of and it i think it changes like uh perspectives and stuff like that and Hmm. i don't know it was described to me as being very very scary but like not in a like an unnerving kind of Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. And it has like footnotes that then have footnotes that then reference like other fictional books and like articles and movies. So you kind of get sucked into this. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's probably a word for that. And then it, it has multiple narrators at different times. Yada, yada, yada. I don't know. Love that. It sounds yeah. like it's good. House and, of Leaves. Yeah. And the author is uh, Mark Z. Daniel Lusky. Um, okay. Pantheon Books. Yeah. I should, I should just get it. It, at the time, yeah. it wasn't available paperback, so it was like a really expensive book, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to buy that." Well, what now, about the library? Well, you that's know? true. That's true. But I, yeah. I know I won't read it fast enough to. That's my problem. I can only yeah. get not trying books to library, from the library. Shame you. No, no, no. I love the library. I, I love it. Um, I do. But yeah, it's it's available in paperback now, and maybe it's not that long. I don't know. I should I should check it out. But uh, yeah, check it out. It looks Ooh, cool. It sounds scary. I don't I know, do I love don't know the... how much else to say about it because I haven't read it, but yeah, it like I love an unreliable narrator, you know. The first like, line, Wuthering Heights, was like my favorite book in middle school, uh, and mm, interesting. A part of that was just like the unreliable narrator. It's sure, like, sure. There's so many layers, and talk about I mean, a bonus book. That's a scary book, you know. Yeah. Or like atmospheric, if you're looking for that, and it's pretty. It's a pretty quick read. For sure. Yeah. But, yeah. The, the first line of the introduction, because mm-hmm. you can look yeah. at the sample, and I mm-hmm. was like, oh, this seems cool. Like, I read, like, the first page, and it's like, mm-hmm. it opens saying, I still get nightmares. And it's like, all right, I'm into that. Like, Ooh, go ahead. Yeah. Let's just do uh-huh. it. Like, yeah. I, that, that to me. Show me what you got. That's, like, yeah. how so many of the, I don't know, it just reminds me of, like, reading a, um, 
I am like brain dead today. I'm sorry. Um, Drink that tea. No, you're fine. My man, my man who wrote all the Cthulhu mythos. Uh, oh my god. You were talking to the wrong person. Oh boy. Oh man. I'm Cthulhu gonna get, mythos. I'm get fired. H.P. Uh, Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Like it reminds oh, me of like a Lovecraft huh. story, or, okay. you know, like okay. like where yeah, you just yeah. you launch right in, and there's some narrator who's like lost his mind or whatever. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I love that shit. Cool. Um, yeah, big okay. fan of that as like I guess another bonus thing too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that that's probably my cool. first one I guess. Love it. Yeah, love it. Um, well, I will do a more recent one too. <laughs> yeah, the book from 2009 called The Little Stranger. Hmm. Have you heard of this? Written by Sarah Waters. So Sarah Waters is a British writer who's like she's either won or almost won the man booker prize like multiple times. And she's sort of known for writing, uh, lesbian romances, lesbian thrillers. Mm-hmm. They're fantastic. <laughs> like her, right. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm into it's it. some hot stuff. Like she's great. She's just fantastic as a writer, but, um, I she Googled wrote it immediately actually, after you said the title and I'm like looking like the first line of the Wikipedia page is like, Oh, I'm in <laughs> like this. Yeah. yeah, great. yeah. Oh, the little stranger is totally up your alley. So it's another one of these kind of slow burn uh-huh. booky house stories, Ooh. but I love her as a writer. So even though I'm being a little repetitive, even if like this doesn't sound good, any of her books, I mean, I, I think I've read all of them at this point. They're great. And the, actually, if you guys have seen the handmaiden, it's a, Oh yeah, Indian movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's based on one of her books. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like they, you know, they set it. I think in Japan, right? Like they moved the setting. Oh but... my god! I'm sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> what have you seen, The Handmaiden? No. Well, yes. Uh, but no. The oh. The Little Stranger currently one ninety nine yeah. for Kindle on Amazon. Oh, buy that. I'm shit. buying that shit it's, right now. <laughs> buy that shit. And she's oh, she's such a great writer. This, wow. but so this. This book is great because um, it's like it's scary, but it didn't terrify me. It was just like an amazing the the atmosphere she got or I don't know, like she invoked was remarkable, I think, because it wasn't terrifying, but it was just like an uneasy feeling. So the basic outline here, uh, it's right after World War Two and this country doctor in, um, you know, in the countryside in England gets called to this big dilapidating estate kind of in the county to treat one of the house's maids. But while he's there, he kind of hits it off with the family who lives there. So they're two young adults, like a, um, a young man who fought in world war two and was wounded. So he's kind of recovering from his mental and physical wounds. And then a young woman, uh, and they all just kind of hit it off and like each other. So he starts hanging out with them more and, mysterious bad things start to happen in the house where uh, like a child gets mauled, people die, weird writing appears in their walls and it's um, potentially all connected to a child. Hmm. And I don't want to go too me. far into it because it's, they do. Yeah. Another, kids and, kids another child stuff, scary. man. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's the buildup is really good. And they just um, this year, I think made a movie of it. Yeah, with, that's uh, Ruth Wilson and I think Charlotte Rampling is in it, and then that um, that guy who played it, it looks like Donald hum- Gleason from the profile. Yeah, the, Donald yeah. Gleason. Yeah, it's him. Yeah, I was gonna say the guy who played the hot brother in Harry Potter, but oh, you know, yeah. okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 that yeah. guy. 
one of yeah, those Weasleys. Yeah, so he's in it. Yeah, yeah, and he was the best. Uh, he was in the, I think, best episode of Black Mirror too. But anyway, yeah, sure. I digress. That was a good. Ep. Yeah, Little Stranger. Yeah, it's it's oh, great, man. and it's been out for a while now, so you could probably find it you, for dollar ninety nine. I just or... started reading, rereading Lord of the Rings, and it's like Oof, you know one of those yeah. things that's going to take a long time to do. Yeah. So maybe I'll yeah. read this first. This seems like I'm very excited now. I literally just bought yeah. it. <laughs> like so. Oh, good. Yeah, it's a fast. It's a well. Yeah, it's a fast-ish read. I mean, it's a good like. It's been a while since I read it, so I can't remember how fast I got through it. But I, it's, I definitely like it. I'd love to hear what you think. Yeah. 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 Right. And cool. so she read. Uh, yeah. Okay. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Fingersmith, Fingersmith was the one yeah. I read the most recently before this. Fingersmith is what Handmaiden is based right. on. Right. It's great. That's a really good, like, twisty, turny thriller and lesbian romance. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. Oh, I know. <clears throat> yeah, the hot. Um, anyway. <laughs> super cool, man. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I like the, wow. the I don't know if you've, you've probably been to the Wikipedia about it, but the I guess the original UK cover art is very cool, too. It's very simple, but it, like, makes it look like an older book. I don't know. It's, oh, yeah. They hit, did man. that with her work, and I'm not sure if it's just... Because I think the other ones are like that too. Um, Big fish. There's one. Yeah, yeah, that that's style. great. There's one. Forget that was for this one hmm. that has the same cover kind of thing. But yeah, it's great. Rules, her whole man. like her writing style, the style connected to it. She's just she's one of my favorite contemporary writers. She's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. Mm-hmm. My next one. I have. Well. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm like trying to decide which one to do next. Um, Mm -hmm. So I guess the next one I will do is speaking of uh, Lovecraft, Mm. tangentially related to him is, of course, Algernon Blackwood, uh, Mm. one of my other faves of kind of spooky, weird Mm -hmm. literature. And Mm -hmm. he wrote a short story uh, called The Kit Bag, Kit Dash Bag. Um, mm. It's from 1908, first published okay. in the December 1908 issue of the pa- of Pall Mall magazine, uh, and it's set okay. at Christmas time Ooh. in London, England, uh, <laughs> and it's about a uh, young man who works for a lawyer. Uh, the lawyer's been defending this uh, guy who was accused of this really gruesome murder. Um, Hmm. and the main character who works for him had to be, you know, had to be there every day for the trial, heard a lot of unpleasant stuff, didn't like it. Um, and when the trial's over, he, he gets to not, you know, see the criminal again and is looking forward to it, has this Christmas vacation planned. Um, and he, he asks, uh, his, his boss, uh, the defense lawyer, to lend mm-hmm. him a bag, a, a kit bag, um, which mm. I, you know, not familiar with that as a term, but uh, so he gets the bag and then all this like spooky shit starts happening. And, uh, mm. you know, it's kind of, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what else to say, but the bag is like really old and dirty and um, haunted. It starts to like look like things to him and Ooh. yeah i don't know it's it's uh, pretty spooky i don't know it's mm-hmm. uh I, yeah i don't know what else i should say um <laughs> I th- that that sounds great no that he's the guy that wrote one of the stories that i've 
I think I've read for this podcast, right? Yeah, where, probably the, on the river it's like a, raft thing. Or they're in a canoe, not a raft. But is that the one you're thinking of? No, I was thinking the about willows. the one where it's like two friends and one of them is drowning. Oh, yes, end? yes, yes. Remember? And uh, I forget what that one's called, but it's a really good title. Like it's really yeah, what evocative. The hell? I don't remember. <laughs> Sorry. Is that the yeah, willows? But I think I think it is the willows. They're like they start off on a boat and somebody drowns. Maybe maybe there's another one, but I think that's. The I think willows. we're okay. Then maybe I'm the one I'm thinking of might be a different writer. I can't remember, but it's like, yeah, like a guy at a at a big um, big fancy rich house party thing, and oh. he's he's looking for his friend and he finds him in the river, but it's like. He turns him over and he doesn't have a face. Right. Yeah, yeah, it ends that way. Oh, man. It's a very, I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah, it's a really, really good ending. Yeah, I wish I could. I'll look it up. Yeah. yeah I'll look it up. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was good. Um, yeah, but he's, cool. I mean, generally, yeah. like, pretty pretty solid in terms of uh-huh. writing spooky and weird shit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty pretty into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, me too. He's great. Yeah. He's great. Um, well, I can do a quick one, too. This one um, was a, it's a 2014 short story. It's kind of like a long form short story. Mm. So I don't really know. I mean, that's a novella. I don't know. I don't know what you, I think it's, it's one of those I think it's long just, short stories. <laughs> yeah, you know what I a mean. A novel. It, <laughs> no, I think it, it's really, it would end up being a short story. Um, it's called The Husband's Stitch. It's from 2014. Wait a minute. Yeah. By Carmen Maria Machado. You you might have read it. It was like making the rounds a couple months ago, but it was actually from 2014. It was in Granta. Like if you Google the husband stitch, you can find the link on Granta. Um, but it's basically it's a beautiful. It's just beautifully written, and it's not a horror story so much as it's creepy because it's pretty much based on or related to the Green Ribbon. That story, the Green Ribbon, that was in the scary stories to tell in the dark. You know that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Which I figured. <laughs> Remember? Um, <laughs> that was going to be like the only thing we talked of... about today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's basically a story written from the woman's perspective, but it's not, it's really only similar in that sort of green ribbon concept. It's more about. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's very good. And it's written about like what this woman gives to people and what they want from her. And it's, it's good, but it, it's creepy. It's not scary or anything. It's just just creepy, you know. And it's related to that, you know, scary, scary situation. And I, was, I like uh, Maria Machado. She's she's a great writer. That was one of my favorite things about. Uh, remember Madeline Davies, who did the scary stories? Oh yes, yeah. She was the number one man. She was so good. She's yeah, yeah. she's great. I yeah. follow her on Twitter, and I think. To this day, her she's, her Twitter bio still says something like it, it alludes to the Green yeah. Ribbon. Like, no, I, I won't. Or you know, it's like one of the. I don't mm-hmm. know, I'm doing a bad job of explaining it, but I love oh, that like, as a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's such a oh god, that's a story that sticks with. Yeah, do not so untie the ribbon from my neck. I'll tell you why <laughs> when the time is right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, so so freaky. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's my third. Oh, okay, yeah. What you got going on? Yeah, yeah I like it. I I just insta papered it so I can read it later. Sweet, sweet. Thank God. Cool. 
Um, mm-hmm. So my next one, uh, and I apologize if we talked about it before. Um, yeah. It's a story that's in a collection of stories, which I think we have definitely talked about. Ghost Stories of an Antiquary from 1904 uh, by M.R. James. Mr. James, I believe. Um, <laughs> um, and the story in, in particular that I want to talk about is Oh Whistle and I'll Come to You, My Lad, which gets its mm. title from a poem by Robert Burns. That was my <laughs> Scottish accent. It's, I, know. It. I know. I can tell. Robert. Yeah. Robert um, Burns. But yeah, yeah. Um, I, you know, M.R. James is kind of a stupid and obvious choice, I guess. Um, however, in my defense, um, he's great. And like, spooky Christmas ghost stories were like his whole fucking deal, mm-hmm. right? So Yeah. Um I'm would not... be remiss not to mention it. Yeah. You know? Um yeah. I also I knew that there were one or two of these, but just as a quick aside, this made me realize um in Googling around a little bit to talk about it. The BBC has been doing this every year for like fifty years. They produce hmm. they're not all MR James stories, I don't think. But they do every year. They have like a fully produced, like you know, min, like you know, probably hour long or so episode uh, called a ghost story for Christmas, and it's just a you know cool. high, highly produced, you know, adaptation of a spooky Christmas ghost story. And they mm-hmm. did one on this, which you can find on YouTube. And if you if you just go to YouTube and type a ghost story for Christmas BBC, uh, probably a bunch of them will come up. Uh, but this one's on there. Um, I'm trying to remember who is in it. Um, but anyway, I, I can come back to that. It's not important. That's cool. Um, yeah, it, it's cool. It's uh, it's um, about a you know professor who's sort of a skeptic on holiday in this you know town in England that doesn't really exist, um, and he goes to a, uh, a ruin to sort of look at it and finds a whistle with these Latin inscriptions on it, mm. and you know he he translates them and doesn't really you know think much of it he blows on the whistle um the second inscription is thief blow weep like it's what it translates to Mm. and he so he blows the whistle and starts having these uh crazy dreams um of like people who are like you know the first one's like a, a a man running towards him who's really scared and, and the guy collapses in front of him and um, the person who's running after him like moves in a unnatural weird way and uh, the oh, next day I love he wakes that. up. Yeah, <sighs> makes yeah. me think of like the grudge, you know, like the spider mm-hmm. crawling. <laughs> yes, oh God. He, um, yeah. Then he runs into a, a, a little boy who was terrified by a ghost that had been in his hotel room. Like the kid saw, not a ghost, but the kid saw something in his hotel window while he was sleeping. Oh, yeah. I remember this one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Oh, yeah, that one's good. Yeah, what was it called again? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, Whistle and I'll Come to You, yes. My Lad. That's right. Um, yeah, because I love the title. And uh, yeah, ooh, that one's a good one. Yeah, and it's spooky. it's got John Hurt. That's who is in it in 2010. John oh, Hurt, the okay. actor who uh, I think yeah. is dead. He I think he died yeah. just uh, like a year or two ago. Uh, mm-hmm. He was in it, and uh, Sophie Thompson, uh, who I oh yeah, Emma Thompson's sister, right? 
I guess so. Yeah. 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 I don't know her as cool. much. I'm trying Gotta to watch that. I've seen her. Yeah, she hasn't been in as much stuff. She was in um Four Weddings and a Funeral, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I know that, but <laughs> it's cool like name. one of those pieces of trivia that stuck. Yeah. yeah. No, Gotta no, check no that problem. out. I no love problem. I love the BBC man. Love that they do that kind of shit. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um well I, I looked it up. I was completely wrong about Algernon Blackwood. It was Gertrude Atherton that wrote the story I was thinking about, which is Stride, the Striding Place. Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That is awesome yeah. too. Yeah. But yeah. the yeah. the Willows is the one I was thinking of that also yeah. involves a drowning and some shit. But it's yeah, that's different. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. But I think we read them around the same time. Remember when we were like exchanging ideas and yeah. stuff? Yeah. yeah, yeah. There was a. I remember at one point. We had like just this laundry list, and it was like August, but mm-hmm. we were preparing for our Halloween episodes back back <laughs> yeah, when well, we were really good back when we did stuff. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember like just I had like a, a my Kindle. I got as many of them onto my Kindle as I could, like pulling mm-hmm. them off of the internet, and then I would just like sit on the bus and like read them and be like, too long, too like we can't read this. It's too long to read on the like in yeah. whole on the podcast, but it's really good, so we should talk about you know like mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that was yeah. those were the days, man. I know. When we were oh, young. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we prepared for this one, kind of, you know. We're yeah. tapping into that sure. a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, cool. Well, have more to say? No. I'm to cut you off. Okay. Yeah, cool. Well, I have another one that's not necessarily a horror novel, but it always spooked me out because I read it when I was a kid. Uh, it's Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier, 1938. Have you read Rebecca? I have not. So this one, remember how when we were or over Halloween, how we were doing the movie club, and I was saying how my grandma like introduced me to a lot of those oh, to yeah. a lot of those movies. Well, Rebecca was a book she recommended to me when I, I mean, I was maybe 12, I would say, and I was all excited because it's it's really good. It's very well written. But it's it's kind of a thriller. So it's about a, a, a like a really young woman, maybe you know early twenties, a really rich widower, rich older widower, when she's in Monte Carlo, like working for a rich woman. She's basically a, a companion to a rich woman, and they meet each other. This is like I think I think it's contemporary to the novel, so in the thirties. Um, and anyway, so they fall in love really fast. She agrees to marry him after like two weeks and then they move into his estate in Cornwall in the UK and Cornwall. And then, so (laughs) (laughs) yeah, mm, corn ender, you know, they're full of corn enders up there. I wonder if Stephen Crochet listens to this podcast. Yeah. He probably likes Cornwall too. Yeah, I'm sure he does. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If I know him, I know he's a big ghost freak. So, Oh yeah. And, And probably an apple freak too, you know? For sure. Run in the same circles. Yeah. Um, anyway, so after they move to the state, though, she starts to be harassed by the housekeeper who was like, uh, who adored this guy's first wife, the woman who died, which is Rebecca. So that's what the, the novel's you know, named after the, the first wife who died. So it's a, it's a mystery. It's a thriller. It's like mm. it goes through all of those motions. But it was the first book that I read that had a big twist. 
And I like it was one of those that when I read it, it was such a cool experience. Yeah. Yeah. And it's still one of those that kind of keeps me from. I mean, I do read spoilers a lot of the time, but then I'll be like, remember when you read Rebecca? And it was so cool that you waited for that. And I because I had no idea it was going down that path. So it's great. It's a great shocking plot twist. Mm. Um, yeah. But Daphne du Maurier, like, she was kind of known for these sort of creepy, mysterious pieces. Like, she wrote Jamaica Inn, which was also really creepy. Um, and the Rebecca is often sort of compared to Jane Eyre because it's like this older woman, younger man situation with, with a, you know, a previous wife situation. Um, so I, I just, I really liked it. And it, the tone is really, really spooky and, and scary and all of that. One thing that when I was doing very mild research on it today, I found that she was actually accused of plagiarism by uh-huh. uh Carolina Nabucco, who was writing this book, A Sexesora, uh, sorry, um, that shares a similar plot. And I guess Daphne du Maurier saw this book when it was, well, the story goes, the, the author accuses her this, that, that she read the manuscript before it got published and then wrote basically the same story. Not that this, you know, um, plot is that unique, but... I felt that was kind of sad. So it made me want to see if there's an English translation of Nabucco's book. It's like maybe it's better and just hasn't gotten the same spotlight. Hmm. But the other thing about Rebecca that I love is that the first line is often quoted. Just, you know, how like with Jane Eyre, yeah. like, reader, I married him kind of thing. So the first line of Rebecca is last night I dreamt I went to Manderley again. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very, you know, you kind of dive right in. Last night I dreamt I went to Manderley again. Um, it's Yeah, so it's it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, it sucked. It's a nightmare. <laughs> Not cool. I just turned over and went back to sleep. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it's a good one. It's, it's a little bit, I think it's a little longer than the other ones, but I can't really remember because I haven't read it since then, which, you know, doing this made me want to get it from the library. So, hey, reading again. You be know? cool, be cool. So cool. Um, yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So I have a few more left, but I don't have yeah. a lot to say about any of them because I have not read any of these. Um, okay. And maybe it's worth just blasting through them really quickly and getting sure, it over. Sure. Yeah. One mm-hmm. that I found, um, like, s- just in sort of looking, it's a more recent one. It's from 2012, and it's mm. actually so it's on Amazon. Uh, I. It's called Christmas Ghost Stories: colon, A Collection of Winter Tales, and it's written Ooh. by Mark Onspa. I don't know. Um, I I think I, it may, he like writes horror stuff, I guess, but I think it's a lot of like maybe self-published or like published straight to Kindle kind of, kind of stuff, but he's got Mm -hmm. 17 reviews and it it says it's good. I I don't know. I was kind of tempted to buy it, but you, you can't, it's like, or, oh yeah, you can. Okay. Amazon's just pushing that Kindle unlimited thing, but I sort of Mm -hmm. thought, okay, this seems interesting. I don't know. It's got, uh. 16 uh short short stories in it 
Mm. And I thought, all right, maybe that's kind of interesting. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Got a um, good title, you know. I also found so this other uh, kind of horror anthology, or, or it's called Christmas Ghosts. Uh, it was edited Ooh, by okay. Catherine Kramer, K A T H R Y N C R A M E R. And she's, I guess she's an author in her own right, but it came out in 1987 and it was like a collection oh. of all these d- different Christmas ghost stories, which I think is really mm. cool. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to find it. The cover art looks yeah. just like really cool and old timey. Um, and it, it contains a bunch of uh, good stories. It's got uh, a Dickens story. It's got... Um, a lot of stories written by women, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of authors I have never heard of. Uh, two Dickens cool. stories, actually. And oh. uh, I don't know. It just seems cool. I've been uh, ever since I found out it existed yesterday. I've been trying to mm-hmm. find a copy of it uh, for yeah. sale. Um, so maybe one of these days I will get it and be able to tell you how good it is. Um, I mean, sounds cool. Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm really kind of into it. Um, so I thought that was neat. And then the last I'm look that up in my library. Person in my slash library has author. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah, I don't know. I I think I checked World Cat, but I don't know. Let's see. Um Then I want to talk about EF Benson, um who I feel like I was not familiar with at all and stumbled upon i don't yeah i don't know who that is um pretty prolific uh Ooh. writer of short stories and stuff um yeah. in particular i i uh, found out about one called between the lights by ef mm. benson um it's set on the day before christmas uh okay. and it just sort of sounds uh i i didn't get a chance to read it yet but it like I don't know. From what I read about it, it's good. It has kind of an open ending. It's, um, I don't know. It's like mm. kind of about daymares and I, like Ooh. scary stuff that happens during the day as well as yeah. night. And uh, yeah. it's hard to tell what's real. It sound it sounded really good. Didn't get a mm-hmm. chance to read it. <laughs> Sorry about no, that. No, it sounds good. But I've got no, it, I and mean, I'm probably going to read it tonight. So yeah. So don't know. want to hear anything about it yeah cool that sounds good yeah hmm check those out i really like the idea of the winter ghosts collection yeah i, I mean it makes sense I wonder. it's dark mm-hmm. all the fucking time mm-hmm. you know yeah so, i do whatever man i get it yeah whatever um yeah i have a couple just like go quick quickly as well so you just jot down a few short stories guys you know yeah um, I think we Google. talked. A l- we might have talked about this over Halloween, but uh, the Haunting of Hill, the novel by Shirley Jackson oh, from I 1959. Think we, I think we may have. Yeah, we may have. I did <laughs> we dare talk. I know that I talked to death about the the show on Netflix. It's right. so good. It's right. so good. Yeah, it's very different from the novel, but the novel's great. Like I, the first time I'd read it was around Halloween, and it was like shit this, this is fucking great like and i knew the story too but it, it's awesome um and then so i know we've talked about the lottery i think we actually read it on yeah this podcast before well, fantastic yeah, and then she has another short story that i've read that i forgot was her called the demon lover Ooh. Ugh, it's it's 
really freaky. She's just, she's uh, she's the queen of this stuff. She really knew what she was doing. These scary stories. The demon lover is really good. Um, and then I, I know we've talked about it, and I think we actually read it before. But if you guys haven't read Monkey's Paw, oh, 1902, yeah, it's really the it's really the best. And I think it's set during the winter too, like it's very yeah. atmospheric. It yeah. feels like it would be, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. So just can't recommend that one highly enough. Um, and I know I'm uh, switching gears. I know I'm a Sherlock Holmes head, you know, mm-hmm. but I would be remiss not to recommend one of his novellas. I think his, I was trying to remember his scariest stories, uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's scariest Sherlock stories, but I feel like his novellas were scarier. Hmm. Um, like the sign of four was creepy. The Hound of the Baskervilles is yeah. classic. Yeah. It is great. It is it is scary and, and maybe good. one of the only longer ones that I've read, but I can't remember mm-hmm. now. I used to be in a classics he, book club. <laughs> Co-founder. And it. you sure did. Mm. Co-founder. That's right. I think I read one thing with you guys and then couldn't yeah. keep up. Wasn't for you. Huh? No, it would it would have been. I think I just <laughs> was lazy. So sorry. Um. But uh, the other thing, I, I didn't know about this one, but it was serialized in the Strand mm, for like almost a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marshmallow serialized. Uh. You got that right. Yeah. He wrote four novellas of that length, and I forget what the other two were. But I gener- my general sense is that all of the novellas are a little creepier than stories. But that one's Hound of Baskervilles. Check it out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that then, was one of the worst uh, of the modern Sherlock adaptations. I know I like. it really but was. I was really bummed out because I love yeah. that story, yeah. and then the it's episode such a good story. sucked. <laughs> it did, yeah. You know, yeah, it did. It's too bad. You know, that show is so hit or miss. Like, yeah, oh, really for good sure. <laughs> good, really good. And then the other ones are like, why'd you even do it? But you know what? Yeah. I'd be lying if I said I didn't cry at the end of season two. <laughs> I can't even remember. Well, now. I don't want to say in case somebody. I'll go back seen it yeah. five years later. But yeah. which story? Do you remember which story it was? Uh, right. Oh, Falls. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I think. I cried too. Of course I cried. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Man, I cried watching Planet or uh, Blue Planet, Planet two of last the night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I cried watching right? Planet of the Apes, man. I cried. Like, I want a bottom <laughs> card. What are you doing? Yeah, I cried everything. It's true. It's very easy to. Oh, me too, man. For sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. The last one, though, I did want to talk about because I know you've read it. I know you feel the same way as I do. Was Dracula. Oh, God. By Bram Stoker. 1897. I mean. (laughs) What? If if we're going to talk about spooky books, I was going to say at the beginning (laughs) and maybe before it aired. Like that Mm -hmm. is like when you were talking about how you like like period books or whatever, like whether they're Uh written then or set. I could read that fucking book. Mm-hmm. every month and not get tired of it it is i know so good it holds up it's so good so well but i know you I should know. talk about it sorry i just oh get no very excited about I, brought, it. I wanted to bring it up because i know you've read it too and that you like it the same way and I, it's Classics been a while Club, since, baby yeah it's been a while <laughs> uh, since i've read it but i want to go back and read it because i remember like i i didn't read it as a student like i read it as an adult me too and like I was really scared. I was kind of embarrassed. Like, I mean, I was maybe, maybe I was in grad school. I can't remember, but it was just like, 
God. What the fuck is going on? This book is fucking scary. Yeah. You know, because vampires have never been like a scary thing for me. You know, I like them ghosts, right? But yeah, this one, the scene where he crawls yeah. up the wall. Yeah, that's like the kind of shit that like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all the sort of <laughs> yeah. the, like Dracula that's filtered through pop culture. You know what I mean? Like all mm-hmm. the other ap- mm-hmm. adaptations and like, look, I love christopher lee right and mm-hmm. nosferatu is cool um you know like that's a very spooky looking thing that mm-hmm. they did there yeah but like that like that little detail i feel like never never made it until you know i because that does happen in bram stoker's dracula the movie it does happen in i think it does i think there's it's a been a while since Gary you know Oldman that crawling around. great too <laughs> i it's way campy have but it's a love great. hate with that movie yeah <laughs> for I, sure i love it Love it. Keanu Reeves inspired casting, you know, just did, awesome. Did you see that tweet from a while ago that was like, yeah, so uh, none of the people that starred in uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula have aged at all since 1992 when that came out, but it's probably nothing to worry about, <laughs> which is pretty I true. I mean, it's true. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's it's goofy and whatever, but I love it. Um, yeah. The, it's. I guess I just... in diving in to read the book, I was like, oh, this is a classic I just never had, and I thought I'd probably get bored and stop halfway through, but right. definitely not. That I think that scene alone just kept me reading, and I don't remember if any other part scared me, but that part was... Ugh, I don't know what it was. It was the description and just, I don't know, everything he accomplished with that book. Yeah. Pretty freaky. God, yeah, and I, I, I think, that. too, like, you know, I think of, like, Winter time and the Transylvania and the oh, mountains sure. and all yeah. that when, stuff. When, yeah, when uh, what's this? Uh, Jesus, uh, when the guy is first on his way there and it's snowing and Parker, yeah, yeah Jonathan, yeah. Mm-hmm. God, wow, yeah. yeah. I haven't read that in five years. Oof, gotta get back it on it. Yeah. yeah, one thing that I read about it and um, putting together notes for this was that Universal Studios tried to buy the rights in like 1930 but they found out that (laughs) bram stoker hadn't followed u.s copyright laws like he had forgotten to or avoided filling out like one form so it had actually like it was actually in the public domain like it wasn't copyrighted in the u.s (laughs) yeah but it was copyrighted in the uk so he got royalties from that but not in the u.s so the movie they didn't have to uh didn't have to pay him well, it's so crazy. Like it Sorry, was, Bram. Yeah. Well, and it's, I wondered if that's why we know that story so well, or that it's become an iconic vampire story. Cause it wasn't the first vampire story. Right. First right. vampire novel, but it was one, you know, that came at like right before films started becoming ubiquitous. And since it was in the public domain, I wonder if it was just a story that people, you know, made films about made kind of knockoffs about just cause they could. And that's maybe why we know about it. I don't know. I don't, you know, I know that it, it was popular when it was released too. So it might just be one of those things, but yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dracula. Old Drac. Yeah. Dracula. They should do it like Dracula's holiday, yeah. you know, do a real crossover. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to see his son famously, uh, from the monster mash. Mm, sure. There's that line mm-hmm. where they say Dracula and his son were there. And I'd like to know more about him. Kevin. That's true. 
Yeah, Kevin. Kevin Dracula. <laughs> like, is it Mina who mothered him? You know? Because well, Mina that's, wasn't that's like a his... good-looking kid. Yeah, no kidding. You know, Mina wasn't... In the book, she wasn't like the object of his affection. She was just in the way, right? Well... I don't remember. Because I, I might be getting it confused. Because in the movie... I know in the like, movie, it's like she's the reincarnated yeah. version of his lost love who died right. because she killed herself because she thought that he was dead in battle mm-hmm. or something. God, yeah. I watched the Vlad. opening scene of that movie, the like this Halloween, <laughs> and I like couldn't keep watching it. It was so bad. <laughs> Aw. I mean, it's so of an era. Oh, boy. Very, There's a lot of Gary true. Oldman overacting in that scene without any <sighs> contact. There's like no... Nothing to tell you what's going on. It's just him screaming in that weird red armor and like stabbing a crucifix that then starts shooting blood out everywhere. <laughs> like stabs well, that look. stone crucifix with his sword, and I guess that's what turns him into a vampire. I don't fucking know. It's I fine. don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. But, but the book I do is love great. A, I do love a good, you know, campy drama. Oh, so. for sure. Mm-hmm. Das Vampire. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know so many languages. It's just like, how do we even keep up? I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the list I had. Oh, cool. Sure, we could, you know, think of more, but yeah. I am I'm excited to get some of these from the library and read oh, them again yeah. and read new ones. I'm glad we talked you. about Dracula. Yeah. Well, we should just cut the rest of the episode, right? That's sure. Yeah. Cut it out. Like, Our recommendations just, for here. spooky reading. Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> On the count of three. Dracula. The theme plays and then just Dracula. <laughs> it's pretty scary. The end. I think people may like that. Although, I don't know. Maybe they're looking for, you know, holiday jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any, uh, hmm. I don't know. Any Final other tidbits, thoughts? holiday stuff? Ooh, Any good uh, new original Christmas songs that you've heard this year? <laughs> ooh, nah, <laughs> no, and no. actually, I haven't. I haven't been um, listening to Christmas music yet. Ooh, I don't get on that this weekend. Last minute. I know. I don't. I can't. Excuse me. I can't believe it's you know in four days or whatever. It's wild. Yeah, it's uh, wild. Real soon. Yep. Mhm. But you know, I'll get to it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Be all right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. One other book recommendation, just because, you know, Go we're here. It's not a scary story. Okay. But it is I'm gonna um, you out, then. connected to, <laughs> yeah. Just, I'll just keep talking into the night. You can, you, you can go. Um, no, it's just because I think it's, it's pertinent to the feminism angle of our ghost story podcast in that it's about um, the woman who started Theranos. She was like the first oh, yeah. self-made billionaire. Mm-hmm. It's called Bad Blood. Have Have Ooh, you read this good book, pun. Daniel? No, but yeah. I, I mean, I've followed it, I guess. Like, I haven't oh, read the book. Oh, my God. It's so when I first heard about the book, like a bunch of writers and podcast people that I like had, had said, oh, this book, you know, one of the best of the year or whatever. And it just sounded kind of boring to me. Like, okay startup i don't give a shit about silicon valley like you know whatever yeah you're a monster i got it because these people you know like people i like so i started it and immediately was like oh fuck this is a story this is crazy who are these people who have such sway over you i've gotta (laughs) 
<laughs> well, Kara Brown, who wrote for Jezebel. Do you remember Kara Brown? She used to write for Jezebel. She was one of their best writers. And mm. she left to write for um, Grownish, I think. Like, she writes for TV now. But oh. she's also on Keep It, which Good is another her. podcast. Yeah. Which I don't love that podcast. I think there are a lot of talented people. It's just maybe not my favorite. But she's great. She's so funny and has, I think, her recommendations are great. Um, she also has like a pasta blog, which, you know, as Italians here, we can appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Wait, yeah, maybe I do know that. I think I might know her from her pasta blog. Is it? Yeah. Fancy pasta bitch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just talking about that with Danielle. I I have. Yeah. yeah. She's great. Yeah. Well, she's, she's really funny. Her Twitter is great. Oh, I guess our, we follow her on our Twitter. So, um, anyway, She's great. And I think my favorite murder, too, they referred to it. And I think it was Karen. So, like, um, a lot of her recommendations. Anyway. That Serrano shit is crazy. Oh, (laughs) my God. So, but it was, the the story is just fascinating as a study in, like, pathology, you know, or, you know, what's going on with this woman. I don't know. But one of the things I wondered about as I was reading, because it's really well written. It's written by a writer for wall street journal, mm. um, just very well researched, but you know, I was reading it and I was kind of like, like, it gets to the part about how they got the lead and how they pursued it. And I was sort of struck by like how hard he went on this story and on her. And I mean, it's true. She lied and she's like, something's up with her like something's fucked up with her you know she might have yeah. a personality disorder or something that something was going on with this woman but i still felt like this is sort of weird that there's like this guy who's yeah. really going hard on this woman and part of it is because she was you know she was uh, committing fraud on a number of levels but yeah, sure, sure i don't know i just wondered about that because then it was like but he did he noted and i've read other articles about her too that you know, she kind of, when things, when the chips, you know, started to fall and you could tell, oh shit, this is all happening. She kind of tried to play the feminism angle too, where it was sort mm. of like, you know, they don't always believe us and blah, blah, blah. Um, which is true, but it's pretty fucked up to use it like, <laughs> because you're lying, um, right. you know, and not in the same kind of context. Anyway, it's, it's fascinating. And it's a it's a really quick read too. So if you're just looking to have something, you know, on your end table or whatever, but it's a it's a wild ride. Good title. Yeah, yeah, I know. Bad blood, and it's kind of like a spooky cover, you oh. know, like bad blood. Yeah, but it's it's not a scary story. Is it written in that so. drippy blood font? Yeah, chiller. Chiller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put it's that. It's written in. I put that on all the, way the other day. <laughs> Chiller is great. Yeah. It's, you know, Chiller has been around for a long time. Yeah. And Stood the test of time, you know. That's right. That's It's evergreen. Fucking love Chiller. Yeah. I like that it's so much smaller. Mm. Like, so small. You know? Yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm cool. I Chiller. get it. I understand yeah. things. Sure. Yeah. I got you. Uh, did you have anything? Any final... No, I, uh, you know, hope everybody has a wonderful uh, holiday <laughs> season and, uh, you know. Really sincere. Yeah. Hope everybody has a great holiday. I really do. 
I do too. Happy reading. Scary reading. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like into that, man. I'm mm-hmm. I hope I hope people have time to consume their uh, favorite media and uh, you know, read stuff and watch stuff that makes them feel mm-hmm. real happy. Yeah. Or scared. Or both. Or scared. Unless scared makes you happy and then it's like two for one, you know? Yeah. Bogo, baby. Yeah. Bogo. <laughs> I said Bogo the other day at work, and whoever I said it to had no idea what I was talking about. It's like, cool, oh, okay. Nobody else shops at Payless? I'll fuck you too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> cool, okay. Well, yeah, happy holidays, everybody. Yay. Don't get too scared. <laughs> Ooh, sounds like a threat. <laughs> <laughs>